This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Here's in the Lot is partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beers in the Lot. Before we get going, let me just remind you about our shop at beersinthelot.com slash shop. That's where you can get the t-shirts and other merchandise with Beers in the Lot logos on it. Also, check out beersinthelot.com for anything else you might be curious about about this podcast. And be sure to join the Discord at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. So in episode 168, the guys and I started off talking about Johnstown and how we're hyped for the upcoming tournament this weekend. And then with the terrible news about what happened to Adam Johnson over the weekend, we had a very serious discussion about protective gear. And then we tried to end the podcast on a somewhat lighter note and talked about the Shane Pinto gambling situation and suspension. So let's get to it. Let's crack the beers. What's good, friends? What's good? What you got tonight, John? I'm murdering my thirst. Mm. I'm having a liquid death, sparkling water. So yeah, I have... uh, this evening, as we record, Monday, and then Halloween night, and then I've completed my Sober October uh, requirement for the year. So, Very yep. nice. My BOS, my brother in sobriety for this month. Eric, what are you drinking this evening? I have another athletic brewing product. I have Upside Don. Sick. <laughs> you nice. and Eleven. <laughs> You're more like a Vecna. You're more like a Vecna kind of guy, though. You're kind of, you know, it's okay. Upside down. Upside down. Dawn. Yeah. As in the dawn of a new day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Danny has a very familiar can. Yes. Yes, I do. It is Fest Beer from Old Mother Brewing Company. It's good. It's a really good Pilsner. And Aaron, what do you have tonight? I, uh, I'm on a bit of a Belgian kick, it seems. Uh, I have a Hull Garden with beer. It's good stuff. Can't go wrong. What's new? What say you, Aaron? Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking about Johnstown, you know? That's just on my brain and will be all week, you know? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm hype. Can't wait for Friday when the festivities begin. Make the make the trek, the annual pilgrimage up to uh PA, you know. We'll stop at Breezewood, of course, you know. Got to. <laughs> I'm driving all the way down via the highway, not taking some crazy exit half a mile before. Like somebody always wants to do, John. I always do, and I skip all the traffic. Sorry. Traffic. <laughs> a lot of traffic. So much traffic. When do you pee? <laughs> when do I? I mean, I pee on the side of the road all the time. I don't care. So, yeah. There's a very convenient sheets right there at the intersection in Breezewood. You just run in, pee. Dump all your cans. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Make purchases yeah. without remembering. Yeah, Danny time travels in there like Marty McFly. He hits 88 miles per hour somehow out of the van into there. Time travels and comes back. Yep. And when uh, we make it up to Johnstown, then got a got a game on Friday. What what time is it? 5:20, right? Correct. Well, 5:20 tilt, and then have the evening to ourselves. Oh, something that I think uh, that is lost or has not been uh, brought up is that our 8 a.m. game on Sunday is, I believe, also the same day that the clocks fall back. This is correct. So our 8 a.m. game is actually going to feel like a 9 a.m. game, even though it actually it is 8 a.m., but it'll feel like 9. However, I'm I'm somewhat concerned that the sentiment of if we stay out until to two twelve a.m. or whenever the official rollback time is, <laughs> then we'll be like, "Hey, it's only one a.m." <laughs> that sounds like some uh, some like drunk guy logic. That sounds that's like, exactly what yeah, that is. That sounds I like exactly that. like what might happen. <laughs> so, 
I'm already tired just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you could nap on the way up. Nah. Of course, take no, a cat I got nap. other stuff to do on the way up. Don't always take a cat <laughs> nap, man. The same. How was y'all's game last night? It was a good little tilt. Yeah. It was even. Came down to the wire. Very back and forth. Yep. So another another night, no FBG. That's let's we'll just sum it up there. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Daniel? Our team won again. Two in a row? Weirdly, yeah. Wow. You guys are wasting all your wins. You I know, wasted right? your two. <laughs> yeah, we should have waited to the Sheesh. playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Better off you you didn't, you know. You don't <laughs> You don't want to throw wrenches and stuff. Get them when you can. Yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, Dan, that is cool. There's a little little better showing of uh, the dudes in the lot this time. So, yeah. Happy about that. A little bit better. Despite a couple raindrops, you know, it was it was tentative there for a minute. I was I was about to say, hey, we need to we need to get home. I'm not staying around in the rain, but came and went, so no big deal. But yeah, we had we had good showing a lot. Percentage wise, what would you put it at? Percentage wise, John, percentage of uh, players mm. who showed up who stayed, thirty percent. So it was better than the two we had last week or whatever it was. Percent. Yeah, it still wasn't good. There, it still wasn't. It was better. Yes, there are still too many players that are not staying for the post game. There, there was mention of it. However, they, they, there, there are many that are taking note. So yes. the swell in the grassroots is, you know. It's coming along. <laughs> That's all we can do. That's all we can do. We can just, you know, <laughs> impress on everybody. Hey, what the hell's going on? We'll see what happens. I doubt anything changes. <laughs> Why would it? I can't believe what the Penguins just did. Giving up shorthand. I mean, I can believe it. I believe it. Are you shocked? <laughs> They're old. They're so old. So old. <clears throat> Jar even fucking move. Not toes in the He's like, oh, oh, oh. Well, it also, it, the Penguins are going to go down, I guarantee, early in the season is like a poster boy for do not believe all the stats you read, advanced or otherwise, because they are like in the top five for expected goals, five on five, just with their puck possession and their shot metrics. Like they're in the top five of goals expected, but you have to convert those goals. So, you know, mm, that's a good stat. It is, think, but I don't think you understand how that's calculated, but that's OK. No, they're I always do. a slow starting team, anyways. <laughs> they're very slow. Yeah. What's their shooting percentage right now? Oh, I'm guarantee it's pretty shit across yeah, the board. So if I had to guess, they're just it's just not going in right now. It'll yeah. start going in. Yeah, it will because I mean, that number historically comes back to an average of about nine to ten percent. So it's probably below that right now, and it'll come back. I mean, they had well, forty two was... shots tonight, so yeah, they're, they're yeah. getting pucks on net. Yeah. yeah, they had 12 on the five on three. I think Edmonton, <laughs> their first couple of games they were playing, like they were averaging, I think their shot conversion was like two or three percent, like something so low for that team where you're like, uh, this ain't going to keep up. I mean, they boat raced uh, Calgary yesterday in the Heritage Classic. So Connor McDavid was back. I'm, I'm sure he was all jacked about, you know, seeing Nickelback live and whatnot. So that's cool. <laughs> But. Canadian national treasure, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> a hero saved them. It was Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> but in other hockey news, there was some very depressing stuff regarding the game this weekend, which is, yeah, you guys can touch on it a little better than I can. Kind of shakes me up a little bit, I'll be honest. How could, how could it not shake you up? I mean, yeah. Any Anytime you hear something... As tragic as what happened with Adam Johnson, that's 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 gonna shake you up for a bit. I I, I thought about it multiple times playing last night. Honestly, I I thought to myself that oh that that was kind of a dangerous play, and like I'm I'm noticing dangerous plays. You know it, yeah it 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 rattles you when you hear about a tragedy of that magnitude. Then then yeah, I, I don't know how you couldn't be. A little bit, a uh, little bit off just from that, but well, and and also too the uh, English Ice Hockey League today. I believe the exact wording they used: uh, strong recommendation, meaning it's mandatory. Meaning it wasn't it's... the league. It I was thought it the, was. 
No, it was English Ice Hockey Association, which is basically like USA Hockey or Hockey USA Canada. Hockey. Mm. So what they said, what they said was, it's a strong recommendation until December thirty first, and then after yep. December thirty first, it's mandatory. The neck protection yeah. is so basically that's going to cover all of the all of the amateur ranks and anything that comes under sanctioned hockey for EIHA. Uh, the pro league hasn't said anything either way. Um, ice hockey UK, which runs the Scottish and the, uh, great Britain national teams already had the requirement in place. So their, their junior teams and their national teams for, uh, men's worlds or whatever, um, already had it in place. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I think the ball is rolling now, right? There was, there were, uh, social media posts showing videos and pictures of the American hockey league affiliate for the Bruins, the Providence Bruins, a couple guys were already out there wearing the, um, neck guard integrated, uh, base layer shirts. Um, so I, I think it's, it's starting to happen that, you know, unfortunately it takes an event like what happened over the weekend for people to actually take action. Um, but at least now people are starting to think more proactively about, you know, those type of catastrophic injuries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if there's a way to protect yourself, like why not? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's something as little as wearing a, a base layer that has the Kevlar protection on the neck. I mean, it's something easy, easily enough to do, or it's not going to like hinder your ability to play at all. I think it's right. a smart move. Well, and they got a, I think Eric kind of touched on it with English ice hockey doing it. Like if USA hockey just kind of mandated it, you know, then at some point you can start mandating it higher up the levels because all the kids will one way or another will have already worn it or played with it for X amount of years. Now the NHL, that's where it gets a little tricky because the NHL can make a recommendation, but the players association has to sign off on it. So that's what's interesting today was there were reports that the union was already talking to players and to the league about including it in the next CBA. And the specific language that came out was that the league would provide the protection, which I thought was kind of, you know, interesting, but um, they're, they're already talking about it. It's yeah, that, that's the big point. Right. And, you know, again, like it takes something like this happening, but at least, you know, it's happening now. I mean, it could be grandfathered in like they did with the visors. Yeah, that that's what they'll do. You know, as yeah. you come into the league, like it, this is the new norm. And then as the guys get older, they'll, you know, phase out and eventually everybody will be wearing it. Going back to USA Hockey and Hockey Canada. So Hockey Canada has always had the 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 neck guard requirement. In fact, when you watch you know, the world juniors, you'll see hockey Canada is one of the few teams that, you know, their players actually wear them, albeit they'll roll them up and wrap them in tape so that they're quote unquote, more comfortable. So, you know, it kind of negates the point. And in fact, like if you go look, uh, at reviews of parents who have bought their kids, um, either the, the standalone, uh, guards or the ones that are integrated with the shirts, you'll see multiple parents reviewing the items saying that, oh, my kid just rolls it up. So I don't even know why he's wearing it. And that's kind of the point, mom and yep. dad. Like it like, you know, parents. Let's, let's be the parent. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of the point. All right. Um and I saw that exact same review. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh and it's on the specific shirt that my own son wears and, and he has always worn neck protection, partly because when I was growing up, and I'll come back to this in a minute, when I was growing up playing, it was required. Um, but that changed, and we'll come to, back to that in a minute. Uh but also because, you know. I've I've seen and read about the incidents, the famous ones and the not so famous ones, and it it you have to wear it like it, that is it's a non-starter and it always has been in our house, so that's just the way it is. And so, 
you know, he, when he was younger, he started out wearing the, the Velcro neck guards that suck. They do, they're itchy and they, you know, whatever, but they do the job. And then when the shirts came out with the integrated protection, then he started wearing those. And he even says like, there's no point in not wearing that. Like you, you should just wear it. So, and then as a coach, that's always my recommendation to, to parents and players is that they, they strongly think about that stuff because it is not required and it hasn't been for some time. And I, I was talking to my parents about this over the weekend. Um, we went to, uh, lunch on Sunday, brunch, lunch, whatever. And, uh, so it was, you know, day after everything happened and they were asking about it. And, you know, when I, when I was playing, I had, I had two guards in case, you know, I lost or forgot one because you had to have it to play. Uh, and then I had to wear that all the way up through, uh, college club even where it was required there because it was USA hockey sanction. But then something happened, like when I was done with that and I started playing beer league, uh, it was no longer required, even though things were USA hockey sanctioned. And I don't know, I don't remember exactly what year or what season or anything, but that all changed. And I think there's a correlation between the focus on concussion management and prevention and that, th that you know, the, the neck guards and, and the, in the protection against that stuff kind of subsiding. I think like over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, we've been so focused on concussion management and, and protocols and prevention that we're forgetting a lot of the other things that can happen to you on the ice. You know, we're, we're forgetting about obviously, you know, lacerations to the neck and face area. We're forgetting about lacerations to the wrist. We're forgetting about lacerations to legs, which I, I know personally, uh, not on our team, but one of the teams in the club, a kid got cut up by a skate on top of their knee um, and missed some time this season. So, you know, this stuff's happening and, and it's happening at all levels uh, to varying degrees of severity. And I think that you know, at the very least, as a national governing body, like USA Hockey should come back and say, you know what, we're requiring this again, or we're reinforcing the rule or whatever it needs to be and, and start there. And then also start talking about other sensitive areas, right? Soft areas, back of the leg, the Achilles, again, the wrist, the, the, the separations in padding, between the pants and the shin guards, you know, all these types of areas that are prone to, you know, lacerations and cuts. So that's my, that's my Ted, that's my Ted talk. Well, and I know, especially too, like a lot of companies, I mean, Bauer, I mean, someone can correct me if I'm a hundred percent wrong. Uh, Bauer, I think was one of the first companies to come out with the integrated neck protection into mm -hmm. the garment. And I know War Road, uh, TJ Oshie's company, they're, you know, they have stuff now, which is great. And you see a lot of NHL guys, I, I think like a good chunk of the NHL trainers, they do the Kevlar weave or like the, you know, kind of uh, piece of fabric in the back of the leg of the hockey sock. A lot of yeah. teams do that. Um, the wrist protection, a, a lot of players are wearing it, you know, since the cane injury and they were wearing it prior to that. So that's a good bonus. The next stuff, I mean, I, I'm sure I wouldn't be shocked if a few guys start wearing it more and more or over the course of like, you know, three or four years as younger kids come up because they're, you know, their governing bodies are going to mandate it one way or another. They're going to do it. The biggest thing, kind of what you touched on there, race, because I wore in mites and I think only a few games in squirts and I wore the neck guard and I remember complaining to my father, like it was really uncomfortable. So he taped like the back down a little bit by the Velcro where it was kind of like scratching my neck and i remember like oh could you roll it like so and so because there was another kid that had it like taped mm -hmm. literally all the way around i mean dad i remember going like well what's the point like you gotta wear it like what's if i do that do you just want a hockey lace around your neck like a necklace so like <laughs> yep <laughs> so in and in hindsight like i've you know 
I don't remember ever seeing a scary injury like that. I have seen somebody's leg cut and it wasn't cut through the sock. It was almost like a puncture wound. It was really strange to see because mm. his mm. calf almost got cut in two. It was, it was wild. Jeez. Um, and that was in high school. So there's some crazy injuries that, that can, you just, you can't possibly predict some of these things. And there's, there's one injury that sticks out to me having worked at the rink for a long time uh, and seeing, you know, enough hockey games transpire in front of you. Somebody, sometimes things happen, you know, and there was one incident where a stanchion from the boards broke free at the top, but not at the bottom and literally fell down at neck level in the oh middle gosh. of the game. And I, I, all, I don't know what actually happened to this kid. Cause I never actually followed up on it, but there was ambulances involved. I mean, there was, it was a bad injury as a result of literally skating it full speed into a, a, a piece of metal that just fell Eesh. in his way. I mean, we've seen the one video about That's the, crazy. with the, you know, the, the HVAC stuff falling down in the middle of the rink. I mean, like you can't possibly predict what's going to happen. And I think that Riggs hits the nail on the head and you too, John, if you can protect a, a vulnerable area, then do it. I mean, we play a very, very fast game with very fast moving hard objects and sharp objects involved. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that every hockey sock that goes around everybody's shin guards, I'm surprised that every single sock is not cut resistant for exactly the reason that Riggs was talking about with, you know, the, the injuries that you get to re- to your legs, because that's where the, the sharp objects are. I mean, they're down near your feet areas and that happens all the time. You, you, you get tangled up, you, you skate into, who knows? I mean, anything can happen. And I, it's a, it's a travesty. It's a tragedy that something like this had to happen for the, and the ball to start. Rolling. And there, there cannot be the excuse that we can't force the manufacturers into certain standards because they already do it. Right. They do it with every other piece of equipment has to meet certain standards. Like the biggest example is the helmets in an amateur setting. The on ice officials are supposed to ensure that those helmets are rated properly and they carry the, the, the unexpired certifications. So that yeah. you have to have the stickers that come, you know, everybody wants pro stock cause it doesn't have the, the stickers on the back. Right. But technically you're supposed to have those things because it ensures a minimum standard, right? A certain right. level of, of safety that internationally we've all agreed upon. Right. So you can do this with any other piece of equipment. I guarantee it. It, the, mm-hmm. the, the precedent is already there. If it's, if it's the hockey sock, you know what? Go ahead and do it. Time out for just a second while we hear about our sponsors. We'll be right back. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. It might be early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not start well before Black Friday? Right now, you can shop Raycon products and save up to 50% off during their early Black Friday sale. You've heard me talk about Raycon's earbuds before, specifically their most comfortable fit. Well, this past year, 
Raycon expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge all of your devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. And their Faucet Filter Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Well, I'm thinking of just some like freak stuff that's happened in the last couple of years. Like uh, last week, Lauco uh, in the AHL, or was it NHL? I can't remember if he was up or down. He got cut near his eye. Yes. Like inches. And he was very fortunate. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, Taylor Hall during warmups, like got in a, he fell, then somebody was next to him and tried to like kind of move over him really fast and help, you know, it was weird. And Hall almost, I mean, he had a pretty big zipper going down to his eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was like a, an inch lower, it's on his eye. That eye's gone. I mean, so that's one reason they mandate helmets during warmups, which is good. Um, and I still know like some, you know, teams will pay the fine for the rookie lap and all that. But like, I don't know. I mean, especially for what we play, like you should number one, wear a cage you should wear or a full visor, especially with your helmet nowadays, at least like if you're don't want to wear the cut stuff, fine. But like, there's some crazy stuff that even happens in our game. I mean, like Mm -hmm. pucks, jump up sticks, bodies. Honestly, I'm more, I'm more worried about, like since it is a lower level, people are yeah. not uh, as aware of what they're doing or even know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. the risk is even higher. Higher, yes. For all of yeah. those things, all of yeah. them. Like, right. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, you know, some people skate around with sticks a little high and hit people in in the side of the faces and stuff. And i've heard of this i've heard of things like this happening heard of that happening yes <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> that's a ricochet shot against my father yes it is that's just, that's just... but it's a true story it's true yes it's true <laughs> it's true he was on my team i know yeah. yeah which is which is all the more you know yes. to the yeah, point freak stuff happens yeah. unfortunately it's it's just, just you, can't you don't know what's going to happen out there yeah. and and you know how you started this Aaron, talking about how when we were playing last night you were observing things and then thinking about it on the ice and everything if you had a certain level of protection it kind of gives you that peace of mind you could just kind of play hockey as a as a yes. a free hockey player so to speak mm-hmm. right it it frees up your mind to just play the game rather than, you know, worrying about all the things that could happen. Yep. I tell you what, I woke up, I guess it was, it was Sunday. I woke up and saw that, that, uh, the news about, about what had happened. And I, I literally went straight to a hockey gear site and upgraded my base layer and included neck protection. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad I did because obviously I, and thankfully there's a shortage of some of these products now. I think right. that it's a, it's a good sign that a lot of people are doing the same thing. Uh, but, uh, I, yes, I, I want that peace of mind now. I, I don't want to have to worry about that sort of thing when I'm playing. And at the very least, if I'm doing my part to protect myself, then that's, that's one less thing that I have to worry about. And I can just enjoy the game now. So I, I agree with you completely. That's. And we kind of talked about it too, when we were talking about, you know, upgrading gear and how am I going to incorporate, you know, cut protection into my, my gear. And we talked, Daniel mentioned, he's like, for the longest time, if a guy showed up to our league and wore a neck guard, like it might even get made fun of. Yeah. And I think that the normalization of protective gear that that needs to happen. It, there can't be any stigma on wearing things that protect you. Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you want to wear something to protect yourself, even if it's something that other people are like, man, that's probably a little much. Like if, if it's not affecting 
the way the game is played, then let people do what they want. <laughs> Don't make fun of people for wanting to protect <laughs> themselves. Yeah. And yeah. if anything, I mean, I know what I'm going to talk about. If anybody wants to give me crap about neck neck protection, I got I got it, three names off the top of my head that that's probably all that needs to be said about why are you wearing neck protection? Uh, we everybody knows Malarchik, Zednik, and Johnson now. I mean, you nobody should be making fun of anybody well, for this anymore. You know what is kind of annoying? You kind of touched on it a little bit, like. Hockey, unfortunately, as a culture, is so slow to react, and they're so like, oh, no, this is the way we do shit, and whatever. Like, Bill Masterson passed away because of a head injury in, like, the late 60s, 68 or 69. I was saying it. I was talking to in a group chat. They they didn't, like, grandfather helmets for, like, another 22 years. Yeah. All right. Like, so, I mean, for God's sakes. I mean, and then let's go one step further. Like, Eddie Shore gave a career-ending injury to Ace Bailey, and everyone's like, Oh, this is tough. Like, no, that's like literally assault what he fucking did. He was also a former Bruin, so everybody loves him. Eddie Shore sucks. I'll just say it. I don't care. But like, <laughs> but that's the shit. I'm like, there's a difference yeah. between being like tough or like, you know, let's call it, yeah. you know, respect to the game or the culture versus being like a jackass. So, yeah, I mean, especially for wearing protective gear. Like, we have guys that we play with that some wear shoulder pads, some don't. Good chunk of guys wear cages was great. I mean, you're not allowed to wear, like, nothing on your face anymore, I don't think. There's a few guys with visors, but very few and far between, which is also good. Like, because, I mean, I would feel bad. I mean, I think about that, too. Like, I don't want to be the guy where, like, something happens to me and I accidentally hurt somebody. You know? I would feel like shit. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you take a an errant shot, it goes up somebody's stick and knocks somebody's chicklets out. I feel like shit with that. I mean, so let's take it one step further and go worse. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't like that feeling right. that sucks. So, I mean, I feel bad when I hit goalies in the head, you know, I mean, we have some people that do it like two or three times a game. Then it's kind of funny, but like, you know, like <laughs> I just like, I just, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. no, I mean, you, you're touching on an interesting point here because, you know, hockey culture is definitely this one of like, Oh, just, just toughen up and take it, you know, like get back out there, et cetera. Like, yeah, that's our game. That's our culture and whatnot. But we, that's also the culture of yesteryear at the same time. Like it's the same, we've had the same conversation about, you know, the tough guys who, who only go out and barely, barely can even skate, but they can fight and they just rough people up. Those guys aren't relevant anymore. Those guys don't, they're not a thing. And the culture of, you don't need to wear that protection. If you get hurt, just just take it and get back out there. Like that. Well, yes, yeah. to an extent, but at the same time, just there's, protect there's a, yourself. There's a line, right? Yeah, there's a and line. This is actually something that I I try to work on with the kids. That there's a line there, right? That when you play the game, automatically you're going to have bumps and bruises because just the way the game is, right? It's the nature and, of the game. Yeah. And yes, you absolutely have to play through those. You of course. you cannot you cannot be a hockey player and not play through those. Like that's, that's this not isn't how, soccer. That's not how it works, right? But if you're injured, right, something is not working, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, then pull yourself out tell somebody get what you need to get better you know mm -hmm. that that's how it works now and do the things that will help you to avoid those injuries yeah absolutely any, nobody gotta, should give you crap for you avoiding to, injury you have to play you have to play a certain way you have to you know you have to learn that that's that's mm -hmm. a huge part of it really aside from all the technical stuff and the equipment and everything just learning how to play the right way so that you're not going to get injured or you're going to at least minimize the risk that's that's you know probably 80 85 percent of it then the rest yeah. of it is are you wearing the right things and are you taking care of that stuff you know take care of your equipment it'll take care of you so when you when you get home take it out of your fucking bag so the bacteria doesn't <laughs> eat up all the padding because guess what the padding is preventing you from getting hurt you know this kind of stuff yes right it's all this that kind of messaging um, but the, you're right. There's, there's a line there. And then there's like, 
the cultural stigma stuff and the, you know, oh, you know, just rub some dirt on it and get back out there and all that. Well, it's kind of hard to do that when you're bleeding out on the ice. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you know, wear the right shit <laughs> to prevent catastrophic injury. It's the other pretty thing, simple. The other thing with hockey culture, it's like, yeah, you're tough, so you got to be tough. So, like, you know, I'm going to slash so-and-so or do this or do that. Like, fuck off. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. But yeah. the biggest thing is, like, we're very fortunate in the level and group we play with. Like, we all just go out there every Sunday night, try and do our shit, right. go drink beer. You know, the 20% that stays after and actually socializes. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like that's, but that's, like, kind of, like, we can we just get to that? Like, it's already tough enough. I mean, yeah. I, in a funny way, like, it's already rough enough, all of us getting out there every night, every Sunday <laughs> night and skating, yes. let alone... Like all the other stuff that can happen between the pucks, the sticks, everything else. Like we, we don't, we don't need more. I mean, I mean, think about it like in a funny, and I'm not trying to, and I'm not even trying to like make a joke with it. Like just catching a pass sometimes in our leagues, an adventure, you know, like people throw <laughs> yeah. it like at the top no of your boot and stuff. And I'm, yeah. I'm making a joke, but I'm actually being a little serious. Like, you know, like there's just stuff that happens, right? It's part of hockey. It's the way it is. But like, you know, saying it, oh, that's hockey, that's culture. It's like, dude, like, okay, like, yeah, I get it, but I'm also neck, like... Neck cut's not but the hockey no. culture. But I try to flip it. Like, if that's your excuse, it's like, well, let's see, like, I don't, and I'm not saying, like, it has to happen to you or anyone, but, like, how would you feel if that's your loved one or your child out there that that yeah, happened exactly. to? Right. Like, I, I highly doubt then it's a hockey culture. It's a, it's the game. It, it that, so, the, like, for me, like, that, that logic, that explanation, it, it doesn't fly. It hasn't flown for, you know, it, I think even since I, when I started coaching, like very young, I kind of like flipped a lot of the, my thoughts on some of the, you know, kind of, I wouldn't call it machismo, but, you know, kind of like the, you know, status quo, whatever you want to call it. Like it, it flipped very quickly. Cause then, you know, especially the group I dealt with, it was, it was like eight you, that's my favorite age group. So like, you know, seeing little kids out there and then hearing their parents like, oh, you gotta, you're sticking there. It's like, no, you moron. Like, no, they don't. These kids can barely like, like jokingly, like you see them run outside before and you're going to tell them to do this on the ice. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> the goal of everybody is to walk out of the rink to the cooler and have a beer. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. When you begin to put on your gear at every game, that's, that's our goal at least is to be able to everybody to walk out of the rink. And, well, to walk out of the rink uninjured, because I will say from experience, I have walked out of the rink under advice from another podcaster, and I was <laughs> I was it definitely was advice. injured. It wasn't it wasn't a direction though. It was advice. <laughs> it was stated as a direction, but <laughs> but it was advice. We will call it advice. I Which, guess it was unsolicited. <laughs> I remember distinctly somebody straight up telling you, "You need to get off the ice. You're embarrassing us." Yes, that also happened. But another don't, podcaster. Another podcaster. He, yeah. he may podcaster. he may be affiliated with this one. I'm unsure of yes. that, but I just However, want to say unconfirmed. I can, However, I can say with with full confidence that I was wearing enough protective equipment that the injury I sustained, which was a broken fibula, should probably not have happened. And I honestly don't know the physics of how it's possible that I broke my legs sliding into the boards at two miles an hour. But again, this is actually to the point. Science. It's like you don't you don't know what's going to happen. There is no way to predict injury or potential or possibility for injury. So if you are taking all the proper precautions, then you can at least play the game knowing that you're 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 protected for the things that you can you can possibly predict. And that's that's the best you can do. Sometimes sometimes you're still gonna you know break your left fibula when you slide into the boards at <laughs> two miles an hour. But <laughs> but uh, you know, hopefully your teammates won't goad you into walking out on it and carrying your bag and then walking on it for another three days. But you know, that's, but you, that's but still you, so <laughs> sick. That's, 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 still, that's still so sick. That's, but, that's but your you own did choice. Walk out, but you did walk but you out. You did walk out, and I did have a beer. I believe that's right. So. <laughs> it probably made it feel better. Uh, oh yeah, definitely made it feel better. 
<laughs> it's still I so started sick. I started wearing shoulders uh after I had my my son, my first son. I was like, you know, it wasn't even really to protect my shoulders, it was more to protect the heart. Yeah. So like yep. if uh, I take a shot in the chest or something, I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I should probably protect that. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to take that and do it the same with my underlayer now. I know my like father, like this was years and years ago when he was playing in Laurel. Uh, like he busted his collarbone because he was going around the net. He moved out of the way because a guy was coming at him. And then right past that guy, there was a dude who just like literally fell right in front of me. He had no time to oh, react. Yeah. And my dad like went to kind of brace himself. And when he did that, he landed awkwardly yep. and mm-hmm. like busted his collarbone. And he even said, he's like, never in a million years would I expect that to happen. But he, I mean, you guys know, my dad wore like full equipment all the time. Yeah. Didn't didn't wear, you know, a, a visor or anything. He always had, you know, a cage, shoulder pads, cup, even though I didn't wear a cup for a billion years. Um, like everything. So, yeah. I, th- I think this kind of leads into the, the whole don't skip your equipment pieces either, too. Because I know personally, I used to not skate with shoulders or elbow pads. Well, the elbows is frightening. What are you doing? Well, somebody eventually said, you don't wear elbow pads. And I, it took having a bursa injury, an elbow injury to make me decide maybe I should wear these and don't make the same mistakes. I was, I was doing this as a a stupid kid in my early twenties and don't make the same mistakes. Don't, don't let an injury be the point where you decide to start wearing gear. I, my, my one knee clicks when I fully extend it because when I was 19 years old, I would go out on the one rink with Daniel and John and I fell on my knee one year or one time when we were out skating on the, on the ice, like dead ice or whatever. And I had no shin guards on cause I'm an idiot. I, I, why on earth was I playing <laughs> hockey with no shin guards? <laughs> like we would play full on, you know, like, 1v1v1 or you know 2v2 or whatever we're playing we're playing little games why on earth were we not wearing gear we were we were dumb (laughs) well it took me it took me breaking my jaw for you guys to wear a shield or a cage (laughs) well i i will be honest hand up now too like i looking back on it like i kind of chuckle how like naive i was because i wore a cage my entire hockey career yeah. And then like I turned 18 playing beer league with you guys and the first couple of games I just had my cage. Got a visor, had it like 3 or 4 weeks later got elbowed in my schnoz, like at oh, the top yeah, of my schnoz. That. And thank God I didn't need like any zippers or anything and it didn't go lower or anything. So thank God on that. And then like a month later you got your uh jaw injury. Jaw injury. Mm-hmm. So I was like really fortunate because I'm I'm also not the tallest guy. I'm a lot of stick level for you're a lot of guys. Height. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I joke a lot of the time. Like if your stick is near my neck or my head, like I'm five, one, not one, one. So you got a problem. Not me. But, <laughs> but yeah, like that, that's my issue with that. Like, yeah, your I head's was, over the bar. Like, come on. Well, the other week, Keep uh, somebody tried to like do the Zgris, uh, <laughs> and I, I high sticked it like, just like whatever. It was too high. And so the ref just goes high stick. And I was like, how? I touched it. That's not a high stick. It's not that <laughs> but yeah. Huh. But I mean, did anyone uh, know? Is anyone gambling on OFBG games, by the way? Because that, <laughs> that be is allowed. I just want to say that is allowed. You're allowed to do that. It's in our CBA. That is, allowed you to. are allowed to do yeah, that. Whoever bet against the Oilers last night made a bag on us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the OFBG Oilers. Yeah. It was it was probably all the Oilers. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah it was probably it one of the them. game. Well, I will. I would like to say on the Shane Pinto the thing. So here's here's where it's weird for anyone that wasn't following it. He's a, a kid from Long Island. Plays in Ottawa and Canada. Obviously, the reason why his legal betting account was flagged in New York was. Ottawa was somewhere like, let's say they were in Ottawa or like in San Jose or some nonsense for a game. His account in New York bet a game. No, but that's not what, that's not what the league said. Well, it was like a proxy. Why? I thought that's, it was a proxy, but no, that's not what the league said. Why he got suspended. He got suspended because 
He got suspended because he was placing bets in a team facility. Yeah. Just like the NFL's policy, you can't do that. And it and they said it wasn't NHL. It was just random sport in the team facility. He was using one of the apps. So for those who are not, you know, following at home or whatnot, this we're talking about Shane Pento being suspended for 41 games for violating the league's sport wagering rules. So yes, he the rule the the news that came out was that he made a bet on not even a hockey game but he did it in a facility in the team's facility and that's the reason why he was suspended to my Which, understanding my that's question what the with league that, said. yeah yeah that's my what the question said. my only question with that is like if the kid has a problem i really hope he's getting help i don't because think if, he does like, i i'm not saying he does but i'm just saying like if you know that's in the cba and you can't do it like you can't place bets on hockey. You can't place bets on team facilities. Subtract what we care about. Like who freaking cares while the NHL is, you know, inviting legal gambling in. I, I get it. But like, if he felt the need to do it then and there, like I'm not saying as addiction, not saying as a compulsion, but it's like, you know, if he has an issue, I hope he's getting help. That's all I'm Man. saying. But some dudes have gotten less time than like physically assaulting somebody. Correct. Well, and there are various scumbags in the NHL and even organizations. They've done way worse shit than this, and they're not getting the hammer thrown at them. There have been been guys who have been arrested (laughs) that were suspended. Wasn't less time? Wasn't Evander Kane in embroiled in like a, a gambling? Well, he had a gambling debt he just refused to pay, and that was at a Vegas casino. So, like, a little different altogether. It wasn't sportbook. It was, like, blackjack. and. But he's a piece of shit anyway because he has other stuff. It sounds awful like like Kane, Evander Kane, has a serious gambling issue, whereas Shane Pinto, you know, typed up a couple of numbers onto his phone one day. Right. On the the team Wi-Fi. On the team Wi-Fi, like which is basically the crux of this. Is yeah, like was, it's <laughs> is this really that bad? Like this is this is them throwing the book at somebody to throw the book at somebody. That's what it really looks like. So I think that the deals that they do have to allow legal gambling on NHL games, you know, they have deals with all of the sports books. Sure, we. We read ads for one of them, right? Yep. Uh, I use a code THPN, please. I think there is. <laughs> I think there is so much money that it's not on is, team Wi-Fi. That is, there's so much money yes. that is mm-hmm. tied up in that. That that's why he's being made the example. That it's, you are not. You are not going to screw with our deals. Like th- yeah. this is not happening. And I also, I also think, and this is complete conspiracy theory, because he is still not under contract, hmm. and he was yes. he was offered a QO, a qualifying offer by the Ottawa Senators. I think that Dorian knew the GM; he knew, and they were holding that information, and that was like his nuclear option to try and get this kid to to comply well and and the other thing where i said like if it was his friend placing it you know the proxy bet the other thing is if that's his buddies that did it using his account that mistake cost him probably 1.9 to two some million dollars because he was going to sign for two to 2.5 mil and now when he comes back he'll probably sign for league minimum is a 20 goal scorer last year. So that's a hefty mistake. And like I said, to like throw the book at the kid, like he's young, he'll hopefully recover from it, but sucks. Feel bad. Yeah. I, God, I we don't need some good press in the league. <laughs> I don't think that he's going to be like, you know, Tiger King and not be able to financially recover, but he's, he's definitely going to, he's definitely going to have some setback. But <laughs> I think he'll be all right. He's a good player. The, yeah. The, yeah. The, the 
the problem is like how do you move forward like as the nhl dealing with this stuff you know you've got they you know the there's the jokes being made all over the last week about how Oh, he's, you know, he played for the Senators and he had to wear a helmet that had Bet99 on it, <laughs> which is one of the major Canadian sports books <laughs> apps, um, you know, and, and the board advertising is all DraftKings and FanDuel uh-huh. and every and Bet MGM and everybody else, you know, so and THPN, you know, you know uh, uh, the Gold Knights, we're watching them right now quite literally pl- play inside of an MGM property. So, like, you know, it's it's all <laughs> this kind the of one, stuff. I did see the, see the meme, meme about Mark Stone. Yeah, yeah Mark getting Stone suspended, suspended for, gambling yeah, for gambling on ice. The, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the slot machine. <laughs> the slot machine for the yeah. banner. The, the yeah. banner I, did, yeah. I did like that. Like, yeah, that was a that, good yeah, touch of humor. Good. I'm like, yeah, that's good. good. But but we also, like it's, I mean, you know, like, come on. Like, it's, let's, if if it wasn't on the NHL, like, I don't I don't think. Then who can, I don't who think we really can cry. Cares? I don't think we can cry foul on this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. You know, Certainly and, not a half season suspension. No, it's unbelievable. Like, like uh, if you got to suspend him, okay, fine. Give him. Give him something hefty. Ten games is a big deal. Right. Give him ten. If and, you really, really want to make it like an example, then give him ten games, and then everybody knows. Hey, they're not screwing around with this. If you make a bet on the on lacrosse or something like that on the team Wi-Fi, then they're going to get you for it. So then everybody knows and nobody does it again. Like I, I guarantee you nobody's going to do it anymore, but did it take 41 games to get that? Even what's across? wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Yeah, what's because wrong with the it? guy, the, it is well known that NHL players place personal bets between each other all mm-hmm. the time. Oh yeah. Right. They are degenerates. <laughs> like they, they look like the the term money on the board, right? Like yep. all right. that kind of stuff goes on, and cards and all that nonsense. Uh, right, they play on the planes and buses. Yeah, thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars on road trips. Right, like yeah. like let's let's not kid ourselves that that there's a difference between those two things. Like there's not. The only difference is he was using he was probably using an app. Either for a competing sports book that that the league or the Sens are working with, or the one that they are working with, <laughs> and <laughs> and they don't want to mess with that deal, that money. It's Dumb. it's it's just like the NHL though to to dole out a suspension that's <laughs> that doesn't make sense for the offense, or to not do it, or to do way more than they should, like. They can never get this right. <laughs> Can't get a lot of things right. There's a lot of things. <laughs> right By the way, John, we need some wrong. we need some rounders memes. Oh god. Paid this man his money. All right, that's it for this one. Thank you for your listen and for your support. We appreciate all of your likes and ratings and reviews and subscriptions. On the various podcatchers, keep them coming. We appreciate every single one of them. I know I speak for the rest of the guys when I say have a good one, and we'll catch you next week when our new episode drops on Wednesday. See ya. Mm-hmm.